What is up, everyone? I am your host, Coach Joe Strong, here to bring you another strong episode of the Business of Strength podcast, where you can hear the intervals, tips, and tools to turn your passion for strength into a profitable business you will love. For those of you who'd like to attend a two-day immersion here at Varsity House, or speak to us about one-on-one business consulting for your gym business, fitness business, you can schedule a free business strategy call to get clear on your biggest needs and develop an execution plan. Go to businessofstrength.com, enter your info, and we'll reach out to you right away to see what you're looking to accomplish. I'm pumped about today's guest. Sean Lake is the co-founder and CEO of Bubs Natural, a holistic supplement company producing the best collagen in the world, amongst another line of emerging products like MTC oil, coffee creamers, apple cider vinegar chews, all designed to help you die young as late as possible, as the country's mantra indicates. The company's name, the company is named after Sean's childhood best friend, Glenn Bubbs Doherty, one of the special forces operators killed in Benghazi. Some of you might have seen the movie 13 Hours, and that name rings a bell. You're going to love the gems Sean drops about his entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey and bringing this company to life, honoring Bubbs' life mission and, uh, through their charity and lots of leaderships and hiring tactics here. Sean drops some really great ideas about how he views his company, how he le- leads his team, what he expects from people as, as a company, and how he got this company, this idea off the ground to begin with, right? Because he was not in the supplement business at all and has no background in supplements, but a background in marketing. And that kind of helps a lot get you get get the idea to fruition. This is an awesome company with a great mission with amazing people behind it. I know you're going to love this episode. Sean drops the heat here. So Sean Lake, CEO of Bubs Naturals. Enjoy this episode, everybody. All right, everybody. I'm here with Bub's natural founder and CEO, Sean Lake. Sean started a company years ago now. It's going on a few years, and they're one of the fastest growing supplement companies that I've seen the last few years that have really taken off. They've got some outstanding products out there. I had the pleasure of meeting Sean at Summer Strong down at the Sornex Complex uh, a, a little over a month ago, and we just kind of hit it off, kind of connected, started chatting a little bit. And the one thing that really that I really liked, and kind of uh, hopefully you felt the same with me, is here's the two CEOs of companies standing at tables talking to people in 100 degree heat down there in South Carolina. And Sean's table was kind of the talk of the town. He was on his feet, yapping it up all day, you know, sampling people, hanging out. And I really respect, you know, somebody at your position who's, you know, grown a company um, from zero and is still, you know, going to events face to face, meeting with the clients, meeting with uh, meeting with the public in a sense and, and expanding your brand. So, Sean, super excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I'm pumped to talk to you. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm psyched to be here. And uh, yeah, it's a it feels like a lifetime ago that we were just down at Summer Strong. But man, talk about one hell of an event where you just get some of the best minds together. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love that down there. So I'm glad we got connected. Yeah, awesome. Those guys do such a great job, you know, Bert and the team down there. Sorenex just like uh, on a next level. So we, I love them and love the partnership and the relationship we've had with them too. So, so to, obviously this being the business of strength, we'd like to talk, dive into the business of Bubs and kind of, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And, and for those of you out there who haven't seen, maybe living under a rock in the fitness industry, Bubs, you know, talk a little bit about what are some, what are your main products and, and why would you start a supplement company in such a crowded space? What made that the thing? And, you know, what drove you in that direction? Yeah, no problem. So, you know, I'll start with the why we started the business. Um, and 
that will kind of lead into what we do and the why of what you get in those jars of our products. So um, going back in time, I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Winchester, Massachusetts. My best buddy since middle school was a guy named Glenn Bub Doherty. And Glenn and I were like the classic black sheep middle kids in our families. We were always doing things a little different than everybody else. And we both went to college because we were supposed to. And we both dropped out of college because we weren't supposed to. <laughs> um, we moved to the mountains of Utah together to go become professional athletes. Um, you can imagine what it's like being 18, 19 years old and telling your mom and dad that, uh, yeah, mom, I'm going to drop out of school and go become a professional snowboarder. Ugh. That That's what I did. Um, and it, the, the newsflash for everyone, your parents do not like that. <laughs> uh, it was a lot yeah. of fun and you know it was that itch i had to scratch and mm -hmm. I, I think i've always had an itch to scratch you know you know call it from the work standpoint life adventures and glenn was very similar he had that that same dna running through his veins and so we dropped out of school we moved to utah he wanted to become a pro skier and you know four years later I had made it as a sponsored snowboarder and was really enjoying the, the beginnings of a career as an athlete. And Glenn hadn't quite made it on the ski side. He was an incredible athlete, but we sit down and we're like, okay, like all of our friends are graduated from college. They all got their big life decisions ahead of them. Half of them are married. They all got real jobs. And we're like, you guys are having river, a party. <laughs> we're partying. And you know, like I'm painting houses in the summer. Glenn's a river raft guide. He's, touring with the grateful dead. I mean, you name it. It was like a very eclectic yeah, yeah, yeah. time in our lives. And, but we were having that gut check and Glenn says, you know, I think I'm going to join the Navy and become a Navy seal. So here's this cat who literally toured with the grateful dead and was running around the mountains all over the place. He was a ranch hand. He was a river guide. He, you know, we were skiers and, and, and ski bums and, He's like, yeah, you know, I, I met, I met some Navy SEALs and they, they really told me I got what it takes. And, you know, I'd like to test myself. I want to see what I'm made of. And I looked at that and I said, oh, well, you know, I set out to have a goal as a pro snowboarder and I'm doing it. Yeah. So I know I can't do it forever. I'm going to go back to school. So that was my, that was my drive. I was like, I'm going to knock out this degree on my terms and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. So I applied for college and, and started going that route summer and fall semester. And I drove Glenn to the Navy recruiter. And next thing you know, a year later, I'm going to his buds graduation. Holy smokes. So, and Joe, try and, try and imagine that. A bunch of ski bums rolling down onto Coronado. What's to, up, uh, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> what are you guys doing around here? Push-ups? <laughs> uh, we, were, we were total, total luggage. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, my best buddy all of a sudden is pinned. He's going to Iraq. He's part of the deployments. He's part of, you know, he's part of that movement. And, and it was amazing. So I went back to school and I wrapped up my degree and it's a long winded way of saying yeah, you know, yeah. where these stories come back around. Glenn gets stationed at seal team three in San Diego. I end up taking a job when I got out of snowboarding, I wrapped up my degree. It was time to walk away. You know, I, I wanted to quit snowboarding as an athlete instead of getting quit. If you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. Sure. No, and, no, and you went, you went to the there. university of Utah, right? I did. So I knocked out my degree 
summer and fall semesters. And then I was painting houses, waiting tables. I was doing all the jobs to hustle and, and, and put a little extra money in there. And I used my snowboard money to pay my tuition. Um, cause, cause newsflash, your parents do not pay for college on round two usually. So, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I knocked all that out. I end up getting recruited by Burton snowboards to move to San Diego and work with the snowboard team. And then a lot of the athletes were based in San Diego during that time. A lot of the media was so all of a sudden I'm right down the road from my best buddy. Who's down in Coronado at seal team three. So we get the band back together. Next, you know, a couple of years goes by. Glenn gets out of the Navy, served 10 years with SEAL Team 3. Uh, we're roommates, two buddies turning 40. And Glenn's job when he got out of the Navy was contracting for the Central Intelligence Agency. So he'd be home for a couple of months, high fives, traveling, having a great time. And then he'd go and deploy um, as a security operative for the Central Intelligence Agency. And it was really good money. And it was really dangerous work. Mm. And when he was gone, you know, we keep in good communication, good touch. And then when he come back, you know, it's, it's, everything's great. Well, his last deployment was to Tripoli in Libya in the fall of 2012. And Glenn was one of the Navy SEALs that responded to the terror attacks in Benghazi on 9-11. So everyone knows about the big 9-11 in the U.S., I'm talking about the second 9-11 that happened 11 years later on the anniversary. Yep. And Glenn died saving all those American lives at the CIA annex down in Benghazi. Mm -hmm. He was in Tripoli. So he, he flew from Tripoli down to Benghazi and, you know, he was killed saving all those lives. So, you know, anyone who's seen the movie 13 hours, mm -hmm. there's a character bub in the movie. That's my best buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, there was congressional hearings, there was all this stuff. So all of a sudden, my, my freewheeling action sports lifestyle um, took a really big shift. Mm. I was the executor of Glenn's estate, and I was in charge of all of his legal affairs, kind of like his legacy. Wow. Yeah, sure. And, and he was this big, larger-than-life personality. I mean, Joe, he'd be your best now, He was, was he married at that point or anything? Uh, no. Uh, Sean, no. No, he had been married, didn't mm -hmm. work out. Okay. Um, no kids and, and stuff like that. No that kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. So, you know, just two single guys yep. running around the streets of Encinitas having a blast. Yep. And, you know, when he passed, there was this like seismic shift in hundreds of people's lives like that he was so close with. And one of the things that came out of that was his desire to keep Glenn's memory at the table, keep him at the table. And you know, we've all had friends who've died. We've had relatives who've passed and how you memorialize someone can be different for in every situation. Glenn's star burned really, really bright. We're talking, he was funny. He was the life of the party. He was dependable. He had all these attributes that literally ski bums all around Utah, all of our buddies in Massachusetts, all the San Diego CrossFit junkies that were buddies with him and everyone in the Navy that he worked with. He was loved by hundreds. So we started a foundation to help remember Glenn, the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation. We didn't know anything about foundations, but we, his sister you know, had this great idea that we will help others the way we weren't able to help Glenn or Glenn wasn't able to help himself. So next thing you know, I'm in the foundation business and I'm, you know, I'm just helping. I'm one of several people helping get this thing up and running. 
and it's all around helping special operators, you know, transition from active duty to civilian life. All right. That's a that's big great. job. And, and it felt really heartwarming. And a couple of years in, you know, the movies come out and the foundation's up and running and we're, we're handing out scholarships for folks to fill gaps in the GI bill. And it feels really good, man. Like, yeah, sure. That's fantastic. You can call it selfish, but it is a really good feeling to know that sure. you help someone take a step forward in their life. Absolutely. And, and we were a part of that. Well, now it's 2017. I'm married. I've got a one-year-old son and my wife is, you know, maybe a little bit younger than I am. I was 44 to 45 at the time. And she buys me a jar of collagen protein. And she says, you're not getting any younger and I need to preserve your old ass. So I have my first introduction. Yeah, right. I uh, love you, hon. Sure. I don't wanna, yeah, we're not looking for a, a wrinkled uh, leather bag for her husband. <laughs> no, no. Like, you look, you're already going to be the old dad on the playground. Yeah. So let's like keep you lively. Yep. And, you know, at 45, I had really slowed down. And this is something that your listeners are going mm -hmm. to be able to relate to. You can be a hammer in your 20s. You can fight for it in your 30s, but you fight a lot harder for your fitness in your 40s. Yeah. And you know, I went from a career hammering my knees in snowboarding to a lifestyle of fitness. Um, you know, I was really big into powerlifting, CrossFit, uh, endurance running, mountain biking. I was a kitchen sink of fitness and still right. am. Like I but love everything that every all, all things that are kind of impactful on the body, too. Bingo. So at 45. I'm chasing my one-year-old around, but I'm getting out of bed slow. Like I'm moving yeah, yeah, yeah. a little achy. So she heard something about collagen, bought a jar of it and said, take it every day, put it right in your coffee. It's, it's unflavored. And I'm like, okay, I'll do what you say. Yes, hon. And I put a scoop in my coffee and I do it every day. And about three weeks into it, my fingernails are growing like I'm the Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. I'm like, what's going on? Where are the nail clippers? About two weeks later, I needed a haircut and I'm like, wow, I just got a haircut. Like th there's data points happening. And I, I read the jar and it says, you know, hair, skin, nails. I'm like, wow, like something's happening here. Two months in, I had that oh shit moment, that genuine transformative moment. I remember hopping out of bed, moving around, doing my thing. And we had to go on an airplane ride from San Diego all the way to Boston I'm getting off the airplane with a one-year-old and all the crap that comes from having a young kid. <laughs> and I feel great, man. Bags of like, shit. <laughs> I'm doing bags of crap everywhere. <laughs> and, but I'm hiking. I'm carrying it all around through the airport. I'm at Logan airport. And I'm like, oh, I feel great. And my wife's like, that's nice. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I should be like a bag of crap right now from sitting on an airplane for five and a half hours. I feel great. I don't know what's in this collagen stuff, but I'm in, I'm in for life. And a couple of months later, I'm still taking it very routinely. I'm feeling better and better and better. And here's where the business comes together. My best, you know, kind of like work buddy, this guy named TJ, he comes over to the house. We were trying to work on a couple of projects together. He sees the jar of collagen and he goes, oh, oh, you take that stuff. And I start raving about how good I feel. Mm -hmm. And TJ's an online marketing whiz like he's the pixel drop in facebook expert and he he knew the category was warm he knew it was heating up he knew that it was special and i was giving him this very specific personal proof that it is a real product that does real good things for you 
And he just goes, Hey man, let's start a company. And I'm like, yeah. uh, yeah, I got a one-year-old crawling around behind me. I don't think that's a great idea, but, but sure. I'll have the conversation. And Joe, it was in five minutes, we had a company started and Jeez. here's where lightning in a bottle happens. I had a product that I was religious about. And I mean, I was absolutely screaming from the rafters about how effective collagen is for joint repair, muscle recovery, and all the cosmetic-y things. TJ knew it could work. So we're having this little spitball idea. And I go, hey, man, you know, the world doesn't need another collagen brand. There's already 10 brands on Amazon right now. They, sure. they don't need another one. It's a crowded, crowded landscape. I said, well, what would we do? Like, what would our brand look like? And we both looked at each other and said at the exact same time, whatever we do, we got to do something cool for charity. It was a straight goosebump moment. And I go, well, I know the charity. It's got to be Glenn's charity. And Glenn's call sign in the Navy was Bub. So we'll name this company Bub's Naturals as a tribute to Glenn and his way of life. Hmm. This guy who stood for self-improvement, lifting in the gym, taking care of himself, reading books, education, like always taking care of himself, self-improvement. Yep. And he was always helping others. All right. So we come out with a line of dedicated self-improvement products and we give 10% of everything we do to charitable causes. That's amazing. And what better cause than Glenn's own foundation? Sure. Glenn's call sign in the Navy was Bub. We named the company Bub's Naturals. It's a tribute to Glenn, all the great things he stood for. So we have this, this built-in mission sure. and vision. We're like baked in. We have and, and something that's truly close, a passion project close to the chest, you know, remembering your best friend and the life he lived and you know, starting a company that actually helps people, old people, old people that need collagen. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, and young people. Yeah, like, no, uh, sure. If I'd known about collagen when I was 25, my, my snowboard career might've lasted a couple more months. I don't know. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If I wish I, everybody, right. Hindsight's 2020. If we could all go back, you know, 20 years ago and tell ourselves. So what were some of the challenges? Obviously you're, you come from a marketing background and your partner TJ comes from a marketing background. So you had, you had that, the, the brainstorm of the name and the mission and all those types of things, you know, great marketing right off the bat is, 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 is there, what were some of the, you know, challenges that you guys faced in terms of, you know, the production, getting the company going Says you guys are great. We have this great idea, Bub's company, Bub's naturals. So we can come up with a cool name and a cool slogan, but how do we actually get a, you know, a supplement company off the ground? You got it. So, so that was exactly it. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. And I was like, okay, I know that there's, 10 brands of collagen out in the world. I'm going to go buy every single one of them. And I'm going to learn about each of these from a performance standpoint. And I'm going to start diving in. So, you know, it started with, you know, Google research. Sure. And then I just started asking questions like who knows anything about this industry, like whey protein supplements, like any of that stuff. I didn't know Jack about the supplement space. And I met a buddy of mine named Tim had coffee with him. And Tim's like, you know, you should really go to a trade show called supply side. Yeah, And a lot of vendors are there and you should go walk the show and just start meeting people. So TJ and I flew out to Las Vegas to go to supply side. We knew all the things we didn't like about all the brands, 
and we knew the things we did like. So in collagen, what we liked was great solubility, like just dissolves right away and no flavor, right? Because the gamey ones that have flavor and clump up, <laughs> it's not pretty. Uh, I mean, look, the reason why when I met you, I was like, oh, you're bubs because I've been using your product for a long time. And the, I mean, the, the standout differentiator to me is that you could put it in ice water and it dissolves instantly. And that's yeah. like, you know, whereas opposed to like I'm slugging down chunks of collagen in, some, in somebody else's product, you know. And that's and that's the trick of it. Right. Because, I mean, look, look at collagen is a glue. It is meant yeah. to glue your body back together in, in the simplest layman's mm -hmm. terms. It's a binding protein. It's, it's here to help tighten your skin. Your fingernails grow longer. Your hair is fuller. Your joints get more synovial fluid produced. So there's a little bit more cushioning and, and bending yeah. and flexibility. It coats your gut lining. It, your muscles get recovery. Like it does so many things that are all part of your connective tissue, you know, bone density. I mean, mm. all these things are tied to collagen and it tastes like shit. Yeah. You know, like the low, the, the cheaper brands on Amazon, I don't care who they are. You see it for sale, you're getting it for sale. And you know this from, you know, from being in the space, what you're looking for and what you're buying is an amino acid profile. Yeah. You're buying amino acids. So when you look at those amino acids, you want to look at how, how plentiful they are. Sure. And so we were like, okay, we want the best amino acid profile. We don't want it to taste like anything. We want it to be tasteless and um, we want it to be really soluble. So we just started hammering all the suppliers, grabbing samples, doing, you know, setting it up and just doing our legwork. And there's no shortcuts. You just got to do the work. Um, you also got to jump out of your own skin. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, I can be an incredibly social person. I got to will myself to, to do that sometimes in an uncomfortable setting where I don't know anything. Like if I'm the novice, who's like, I don't know the space I'm walking around a trade show where everyone knows each other. They're all in the supply industry at the ashwagandha guys over here, the reishi mushroom person's over there. And you know, the MCT person's over here. Yep. And I don't know about any of this stuff and I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, I got to ask a question. So I just played the dumb guy. I would just roll up and play the dumb guy. And we go through all these vendors. I mean, I got a stack of pamphlets and samples and I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like I didn't like anything that I found. I wasn't happy with it. And the reason for that is I was not going to start a company with some low grade dog food. Like I wasn't going to put Glenn's name on a jar if it wasn't the absolute best. And so you know, we set the bar for ourselves Yeah. and on our way out the door of that trade show, I bumped into a vendor that had this big map of the United States and the world. Like, you know, it was like these little red dots all around it, like where their offices were. And, and one of them was in Massachusetts. Hmm. I'm like, oh my God, what did these guys do? I had no idea what they did. I'm like, like, hey, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, we, you know, we make gelatin products and we make collagen. And I'm like, you make collagen, do you? I'm like, hey, you want to you want to earn the smallest chunk of business you'll ever have? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I start joking about you know what we wanted performance wise. And they were just like, you're absolutely crazy. And we'll work with you. Told the whole Glenn story. They're a very patriotic, you know, group that said, this makes sense. Do you want to help veterans transition? That sounds amazing. You're going to be out of business in six months, but I'll sell you. Some stuff. <laughs> I'll sell you some product. Yeah.
<laughs> so that was it. That was our journey. We, we found an amazing partner. We've pushed them on yep. quality. We've worked together on, you know, having that four and a half years into business. We are a single source supply. We work very well with them on getting the best collagen on the planet. And I will take that Pepsi challenge against any brand that's out there. And I, you know, next is like, okay, Sean, like, you know, I, I'll take that challenge. Right. How do I convey that? Um, like, why was I allowed to be at Summer Strong? Sure. It wasn't because they like me. Um, hopefully that helps. But it was because, you know, we're 100% NSF certified for sport. It's because we partnered and, and broke through the clutter to become Whole30 approved. You know, Melissa yeah. Urban's Whole Food yep. Yep. Love it. protocol. Find me another brand that gives 10% of his company to charity is whole 30 approved NSF certified for sport and has that flavor and performance characteristic. And, well, and, and one, and one of the things that I noticed too, by, you know, sifting through your website, it was the uh, no pesticides and stuff too. And I don't know how often pesticides are in collagen products, if it's just something, but like, for me, it's something that I, I think is a, a, a critical, we're in a critical moment in health in, 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 especially in America, because we do things, um, a little bit differently than the rest of the world, right. Where we're still allowing glyphosate and other types of, you know, GMOs, pesticides and things like that in our foods, where you know, most of Europe has banned that stuff. Yeah. It's a really unfortunate reality. And we're at this pivoting point where like, we're the, we're the most overweight country in the world. And I think a lot of it is, is, you know, supplement companies have, 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 you know, there's been no real regulation and they've been allowed to run wild. And I see what some of my young coaches come in here with and they got these energy drinks or they got this pre-workout and it's, 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 you know, garbage amino acids, tons of stimulants, you know, garbage sweeteners and things like that. And it's like, man, like if you just took something all natural that doesn't have that stuff and how much better would you be if you just took Bub's naturals, ate real whole foods, you know, and, 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 you know, you want, if you need a little caffeine, you need a little juice, you know, go have a nice black cup of, of organic coffee, throw a little bubs in there, throw a little of the MTC oil in there. And you have something that's actually healthy for you instead of, you know, I don't want to rag on other brands, but you have a million brands out there that are just selling, you know, it's chemical water with, with anhydrous caffeine in it. And it's, yeah. it's terrible. Well, and you, and you get that stimulus, right? Yeah. Like you, you get oh caffeine, something's happening to my body. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I'll never forget. No explode. And like, oh, yeah. Doing workouts on that stuff. I mean, to like, the moon. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, I was just a <laughs> frothy mess. Like, yeah. do not put yourself under <laughs> a complex barbell movement after you jack <laughs> your heart rate. <laughs> When but, I, when I, when my, my day was super pump. We used to take the super pump 250. Great, great product for blowing yourself to the moon. But I used to take, I used to work seven days a week. You know, when you start any business, you're working seven days a week. So when we first opened the first gym, seven days a week for like three years. So, you know, after like two years of going, you know, seven days in a row, I'm exhausted. I used to take the, the super pump and put it into my monster or bang or one of those C4s. Right. And I would just throw extra caffeine in it. I'm going to say go. it right now. I feel really bad for whatever toilet met you. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Real bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I didn't sleep for like an entire year just because I was so jacked up on, uh, on, on caffeine and cortisol. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I, I can only imagine. Well, you know, it, it's funny. We've all been down that road. Yeah. And you know, it was like Red Bulls were mandatory before mountain bike rides. And oh, man. You know, when I started 
when I started CrossFit and I started training, I started getting underweight, you know, that was in my thirties. I, I was late to the game. I, I wasn't, I wasn't throwing steel around at all mm-hmm. until I got to a point in my life where, you know, I wanted to be able to still function. I wanted to ride a snowboard at the highest level possible later. And the garbage that was out there, like I, I looked at Glenn to tell me like what we were going to take each day. And yeah. he was like kind of bargain hunting his way through that. Cause that's what was in the market is like, all right, here's this whey protein. It's, it's the good stuff. It's an isolate. Yeah. Like, yeah. You bought it at some store that has a really shady.com behind it, but Hey man, whatever I'll take yeah. it. Um, and you know, we've learned a lot since then. Yeah. I, I mean, and let's talk about ingredients for a quick second, because that's, that's what defines our business. It's not profit margins. And it's, it's, if you're going to feel great and do good, and that's the mantra that we live by, you're going to do it with quality ingredients. If your body feels positive change, you're going to come back for more. 100%. We do what we do to change lives, not just the lives of the customers who are going to feel better and have better collagen and, and MCT and the other products we make. We're doing it in the charitable element. But what's important is that if you don't feel that change yourself, you're never coming back. So like when people buy cheap collagen and it tastes horrible and they, you know, they don't stick with it. Well, it's because it's not, you're not going to form a healthy habit. Like you got to make it taste well and perform well. Like that's, that's the key. And your young coaches, you know, you get them on a cup of coffee with MCT oil, you know, like use our MCT oil powder, put Mm -hmm. a little creamer in that, which is exactly what this is. This is a functional creamer that you're going to get all day's worth of energy. You're going to get better mental focus. You're going to be more cued into your client's needs and you're going to be rocking. Yeah. Like, and it's from coconut oil. Yeah. Like, and you're not going to fry your adrenals too from, from the overstimulating yourself, yep. you know, you got and it. That, that's really the key. So I mean, it's awesome. Now, so let's, let's dive in a little deeper. So you, you got the marketing brains behind it. You find the production company and, and now, you know, what does, what does marketing look like for bubs now? And how do, how have you grown the brand? And, and, and from, again, from that inception of like, we're going to get the best product. We're going to put this together. Obviously there's distribution issues. There's labeling. There's getting this whole company together. What does the company look like now? Yeah. We fumbled through all that stuff and and it took a while. Like we didn't know we needed an FDA attorney to like validate our labels. Our first label was a straight rip off of what was in the market. We did everything wrong. Just created on, 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 uh, you know, on the computer yourself. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, our literally our very first production run was 1100 units. Okay. We bought 1,100 jars of collagen. Our business plan was buy a thousand jars, sell it on Amazon and our website, then take that money and buy 2000 jars, then buy 4,000 jars then buy 8,000 jars and buy 16,000 jars. So literally just double back invest, double back invest. And somewhere in there, we were supposed to you know, start making money. That was the plan. That was, it was as simple as that. So labels, lids, scoops, jars, packaging, all that stuff, figured it out as you go. Mm-hmm. We were literally flying the plane, building the wing. And you know, we're scrappy, I guess, to a degree, we made a ton of mistakes, but you also learn like the right things to do. Like I knew quality had to be King from day one. So that's a good guiding principle. And you can put that in action by challenging your vendors, 
um, and, and trying to make sure you're, you're, you're exceeding expectations for that customer base. That's marketing as well as the quality side. And then, you know, you've got your friends who love the product and they jump on camera and do a quick video and say very authentically, this changed my life and they're not paid. This isn't, you know, this is pre-influencer stuff and you run some ads and all of a sudden people are like, Hey, I'll, I'll take that guy's word for it or that girl's word for it. They, they seem sincere. And then you just build on it and build on it. And it does not happen overnight. We're four and sure. a half years in on this journey. And in a lot of ways, like no, no one's heard of us. We, we, we weren't like shooting out of the, out of the stratosphere right away. Right. We're very much in that niche community where you and I would meet, right? There's a lot of gyms in the country, but sure. only a select few are at summer strong. Correct. That's the audience that we've wanted to pair with and mm. wanted to authentically grow with. Because as we grow, I got to make sure that quality stays dialed. As we go into new products, I got to make sure that stays dialed. So we learned a lot about 3PLs. The marketing now is influencers, it's podcasts, and there's no hired gun influencer out there. They are a part of our family. Like I get to work with Brandon Lilly and Derek Woodski. Yep. And these are authentic people in the strength space. Uh, I work with Jeremy Jones, who's a longtime professional snowboarder, Hillary Nelson. Um, mm. She's the captain of the North face team. She yep. is a mountaineer of world caliber. And these are our athletes. These are our friends, um, former Navy seals that Glenn used to work with a hundred deadly skills, you know, Clint Emerson. Yeah. I love Mike it. Ritland. They're buddies of mine. I got the app great. on my phone just in case I need it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How to but, start a but, fire in the middle of the city in case the, <laughs> when the apocalypse comes. <laughs> and you know what? Like, it's a phenomenal skill set to have. Awesome, because yeah. We're in a use it or lose it society, and you want to have those skills to use. And I was going to ask you about the connection to the military. I mean, it was... I'm assuming that that was really well received when this got started. And a lot of the people that were doing it were former military friend, like people that Bud Bubs knew and people that you knew through the military connections. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was probably the most nerve wracking thing for me. It, I felt like the biggest imposter mm. starting a brand called Bubs with donating to a charitable cause that was all military based because I, here I am, you know, he's my best friend. Like this guy, I still feel like he's with me in a lot yep. of ways, you know, nine and a half years later after Benghazi. And I, I took the name to Ritland and Clint and Shane Hyatt, you know, three of my closest friends in that you know, military space. And I asked them what they thought. I'm like, guys, what do you think? And, you know, they, the feedback was unanimous. Glenn would kick your ass if you don't do this. You, you got to do it. So... You know, from from our from my standpoint, that was really reinforcing it, That's and great. then writing checks. You know, like we learned a lot of hard lessons supporting charitable causes. We've we've given a little over one hundred forty thousand dollars to charitable cause so far, as a bootstrapped company that, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't afford to do it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, but that's. You know, we stood by our mission and we stood by what we wanted to support, and and we do that today. Awesome. So, talk a little bit about your role then. Sean, so you're the yep. CEO, you know, what does your day-to-day look like? And are you mostly like you, you, well, before we started the podcast, we were kind of talking like you were involved in some new like product development, stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about what your special, you know, power is in your company. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I wear a lot of different hats. Um, in some ways I'm jealous of TJ 
that he gets to wear a more specialized hat, but the fact is what he does is incredibly hard. So I want to give pause real quick on, on the TJ side of things. Over 95% of our business is direct to consumer and it's mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. That means you have to have an amazing website. It has to work really, really well. You have to know how to capture your customers, engage with them, offer them value. Yep. And he brings that to the table in spades. You have to know how to foster new customers out in the marketplace of Facebook and Instagram or TikTok mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and he leads that entire charge. So what I help with is on the marketing front is make sure the messaging that he has is absolutely dialed. Make sure the influencers we work with that provide him with the assets to share mm-hmm. are appropriate on brand, are nailing it from an authenticity standpoint. Like I just, I don't care for inauthentic messaging. We sure. That's not our brand. Um, and he crushes it. So it's a great partnership. Then there's the product pipeline, the entire world of existing products. So demand planning, sourcing, co-packer relationships, our warehouse relationship and keeping that engine running. I run point on that. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad to finally be onboarding a team to help with that. Mm. Then there's R and D there's, there's the new stuff, um, which we have a very specific lens for developing. And we're working very hard right now to launch uh, a very important hydration product. Um, cool. I've been looking at the hydration space for a long time. The second part of our name is naturals. It's not just bubs. And, and what can we do with natural hydration? How can sure. we, you know, deliver the correct amount of chloride, magnesium, sodium, potassium in the right ratios for athletic performance? Love it. Can we do it USDA organic certified? Can I deliver over 2000 milligrams of electrolytes per serving and do it clean label? It, the answer is yes. Cause I, otherwise I'd be like, well, we, that one shit the bed. Um, <laughs> And, and, and we're rolling that out. So that is where I get Fantastic. really fired up that those new products that are going to be different from what's existing in the market, special and worth disrupting. And, and hopefully we're there for that. You know, collagen, there's a lot of collagen brands. We just yeah. wanted to be better. Yeah. Uh, MCT oil, you know, putting coconut oil into a powder. There was a lot of brands that were doing that too, but they all tasted bad. Yeah. And they weren't performing well. And I want adaptable habits. So make, you know, make your path. Um, I love it. I love it. I love, the I love, the packets I, were the key for me too. Like the having the, having the go packets that, that was the make or break. Cause I stuff them in my bag everywhere I go. Always have some buds, some MTC oil. And, yep. uh, and, and hopefully I'll have some hydration packets to come with it too. They're coming. <laughs> and, but like MCT, right? Like we went through a, a period supply chain stuff. We yep. went nine and a half months being out of stock of MCT oil powder, right? Mm. Nine and a half months. So the little stick packets. Yep. I just got them back in stock three days ago. Like we turned the website on. TJ's like cranking on, on his stuff. And it's like, thank God we got this amazing product back in single serve yeah, package. Yeah, yeah. The simplest thing in the world, but good luck getting cardboard. Yep. Good luck getting the right MCT. Like you, you got to nail it. 
And yeah, know, there's a lot of bad products in that space too. Most people don't know the MTC oil can go rancid if it's not kept properly. There's a lot of, you know, coconuts can definitely be, you know, pest loaded with pesticides and things like that too. So, you know, you can, you can definitely get some bad sources there. I've had bad experience with some of them make your guts upset and stuff like yep. that. So, yep. You want the right ratio of oil to powder. You don't want to mm-hmm. overdo it. There's a lot, there's a lot there. So uh, so, so on that sourcing, on the R and D, constantly trying to to make those improvements. Uh, when it comes to marketing, hey, if we're going to sponsor a local event or a podcast or be a part of of you know a film or some digital assets, I'm involved on that to make sure the brand is represented well mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, hey, Summerstrong or Sorenex or, or having these event opportunities to learn your customers' behaviors and habits and interests and take that information in and apply it to the business. Um, then you've got, you know, customer service. Ultimately, if my customer service team, which, you know, I have two people, we don't believe in machines or bots. Yep. You have real humans answering the phone on those chats, talking to you. Uh, every once in a while, they get a curveball a question they can't answer. They got to come somewhere with that question. I will always be a direct line to any customer that has a question and they come in and they buy from the brand. If they need me, I will make myself available. Um, so that, that's a big part of what we do. And I learn a ton from those experiences. Sure. And, um, God, what, I don't even know what I'm missing after that. Where do you took, where do you, where do you like, so like, again, like, you know, as we go into this, when I'm listening to you, you know, you know, going from self-proclaimed ski bum to, you know, real entrepreneur who seems to have a pretty good handle of, of the different components of his business and things like that. Do, do you come from an entrepreneurial background in your family? Do you, or what do you, or, or is it just kind of like a lot of entrepreneurs, just, you know, learning and f- success and failure along the way? Well, I would say success and failure along the way, but my dad was in the fishing industry. Okay. And, you know, he graduated, he's Canadian, graduated from Queens University, and he launched uh, Caribou Fisheries in the 1970s in Gloucester, Massachusetts. That's what's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And he went through three different businesses, you know, Fortune Seas, Caribou. He had a lot of entrepreneurial, like startup mm-hmm. experience. I never knew it that I, I just knew that my dad was the boss. Like he sat in his office, he had a big giant desk and answered the phone and he was selling fish. Um, he could have just worked for a fish company and worked nine to five, but he was the boss. He wanted to own the business. And, you know, that was from his teenage years on. So it was in the family. I didn't Mm -hmm. recognize it for what that was. Then when I grew up, like I was really drawn to sport and in, but counterculture sport, swimming, track, skateboarding, and ultimately snowboarding. And what I didn't realize is that snowboarding is entrepreneurial. Like Mm -hmm. you are your own boss. If you want to make a career out of snowboarding, you have to learn to really work well with others. You have to be incredibly motivated. You got to get out and go get after it. And sure, you're chasing adrenaline and you're chasing a thrill, but there's a discipline behind that, that, you know, like you're not going to make it just by being rad. Like you got to be rad, but show up at the photo shoot. You got to not blow it out. You have to, you know, you got to be good. And I wasn't very good. I want to be crystal clear about that. I got by more from the discipline side than anything. Like mm-hmm. I was willing to talk to sponsors and I was willing to just work a little harder and show up at all the photo shoots and do the things and not be so cool. Cause I, I don't think I was very cool, 
I, I just wanted to, I wanted to be a part of that life and I would do right. anything it took to, to be a part of snowboarding. And that was kind of entrepreneurial. And I didn't really think yeah. of it then until I joined the industry side and I worked for years in the snowboard action sports industry. And the best job I had in that time, I had two that really stood out being the team manager at Burton snowboards was like going to grad school. Burton taught me so much about athletes and industry and just the marketing machine. And I, I, I take that those learnings through today. I spent six years working for a guy named Ken block at DC shoes. And I didn't work directly underneath him all the time, but mm -hmm. what I learned from that experience was amazing and entrepreneurial. I mean, I was in charge mm. of launching a head to toe program with an entirely new category for the business. And, you know, we grew a $9 million business unit to over $30 million in a couple of years. That's fantastic. And yeah. It was wild. And it was super entrepreneurial. Like, Hey, I made high risk decisions that worked, but if they didn't work, guess what? That was on me. That's the definition. The only, the only difference then is you were using somebody else's money. <laughs> Bingo. You know, it always, it always felt like my own, but no, sure. at the end of the day, it was not my money. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm using my money. I'm yeah, using yeah, TJ's yeah. money. We make decisions together. Right. We, the, the accountability for that is, is massive. And look at, I, I sweated, sweat equity, this thing for over 19 months before we cut ourselves a paycheck. Yep. You know, we, we literally were like, how much you got saved? It's gonna be a long ride. How long? I don't know. A couple months. Eh, it turned into a lot longer than that. <sighs> But it was worth it. it was worth the juice is worth the squeeze. It's it's I'm energized every day to get up and, and get back in and do it again. And I I love that. Like, yeah, it's chaotic. Like I talked to an insurance company about renewing our insurance policies next to auditing our 3PL for cost savings. And mm -hmm. it's some pretty dry shit. But then I'm gonna go and do some really fun stuff and place a PO for my new hydration stuff and work yeah. on the artwork and what the visuals are gonna I be. I love that like, stuff you know, too, yeah. It's just the fun stuff. So yeah. a lot of hats, uh, it's all worth it. And, you know, and, and build the right team around you is, is super key. Like I love the people that work in this with us. Like I, they're, they're a part. What of are it. some of the things you look for in a great employee? Like what makes a great employee in your opinion? Well, you know, accountability, I think is, is one of the main ones. I also love it when people don't know the answer. Um, because it shows you're willing to learn. Like, look at, I don't always know the answer and people will look to me to know the answer. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Let's solve this though. Like, let's fix it together. Mm. And that's empowering for the employee to like gain a boost of confidence that they can go and solve something. Um, it's also a learning opportunity for everyone. So I want an open mind. Uh, I want a hard worker. Um, I want people that want to be a part of a team. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not, we're not building a bunch of little islands here. I, I know there's a lot of independent work and there's people floating, all around, but there's still a sense of community when you're, you're tied back to, you know, to the company, to the group sure. that you're working with. And, you know, I'm sitting in an office today. It's funny. I'm here alone, which is great because I'm talking with you and I don't want the disruptions. I had three people in here this morning. There was, you know, full house yesterday. And there's an energy around that of like, sure. hey, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're, you know, doing this event. And that I want to bottle that man. Like, you know, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Have you found it? Have you found it like your product being a little niche? I mean, obviously in the training space where I am, you know, um, 
most the, the natural progression for a trainer generally is, you know, some type of college education. They either go in two routes. They go towards that, you know, collegiate strength and conditioning coach and they want to work, you know, usually going to do their master's or something and be a GA and then become a strength coach or they go private sector. So they come to me and they work for a place. And a lot of them are thinking they're going to open up their own gym and they're going to go entrepreneurial. So there is a lot of that, like um, independence in a sense. And, and uh, do you, have you found it harder with younger people and the social media and the ease in which it is now to create your own personal brand, to get people to buy into a team? And how do you keep, how do you, how do you instill that culture? How do you instill that team culture in your, in, in your crew? Well, it's actually, it's a, it's a phenomenal question. So you really get it by being around people. You can't get it on a zoom. Yeah. You can make someone laugh on a zoom, but you're not going to get they're not going to feel you like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you're not going to get that, that vibe of, of what it's like being around the, the team. So, and, and TJ and I, you know, he lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. He's not here. He's a zoom. Oh, okay. Now, cool. like we're not together. We don't need to be together. Like right. the way he operates and the way he, the way he crafts his duties, he can do that from anywhere. And sure. he loves it that way. Like he thrives in that. Well, I want a business partner that thrives. So for him, you know, he feels the culture in, in his heart and, and he doesn't need to be a big part of it. I do. Like I'm wired differently. I want to be around yeah. the energy and the people and I want to foster that. So when I'm looking at interviewing people, and this is funny because you're asking a great question. We are hiring for a social media manager right now. And we probably went through 12 interviews. Like, you know, it's 30 minute to an yeah. hour a pop. And I was almost depressed after 10 interviews i was like i can't believe these people like no eye contact they won't even look at you they're just off on their own thing i one guy was typing on a keyboard over here like, like doing something else and i'm like, <laughs> like yeah yeah i want to work for you <laughs> so I, you know i was like oh this is gonna be tough and our social media is our voice like this sure. is our connection point to so many folks right. and it's your brand and then all of a sudden the last two were just they just they were so refreshing. I was like, oh, yeah. these are people like they're in their twenties. I'm I'm 51. I'm talking to someone who's 25. They're you know four years out of school, and they kind of got a hustle about them. And I was like, this is good. They did their homework. Yeah. All right. Like now I'm impressed. You got to take the time. Don't rush it. You know, there's an old expression: quick to fire, slow to hire. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I always thought that was a really mean expression. And now I get it. <laughs> no, sorry. It, it, is, it is the truth. You're better off doing your due diligence. And, and we always, we, we, same thing here. We hire, I hire for culture. I hire for capability, not skills. I don't care if you can train anybody. I, I don't care if you've taken, I'd rather hire somebody who has a degree in, you know, communication or something like that, than exercise science in some respects, because I can teach you how to train really well. But I can't teach you how to be a great person, how to give a shit, how to show up on time and all the little intangibles, looking people in the eye, shaking people's hands with intents and things like that, especially with us. You're, you're a customer service business where, you know, you're not in direct, you know, service of the client every single day. But because you're a product, if your customer service stinks or your brand uh, doesn't seem authentic, people are just going to turn it off and never come back yep. to it. We're here. I'm facing clients every single day. I'm literally in front of them. We're talking to them. We're talking about their weekend, their kids, the, you know, what they got going on this summer and things like that. And those are the most intangible skills is building that connection with your customer base. And, uh, and, and no skill is more important than that. I've hired three servers 
former servers. There you go. Like, yeah. Like the ultimate job skill. And Glenn and I yep. used to talk about this. Like we used to, we were both like prep cooks in a kitchen and like, you're like grumpy back yes. in the house, flipping burgers or doing whatever. And then we both switched. We became traders in the, in the restaurant world. We, we yep. switched to becoming waiters. And you want to talk about thinking on your feet, solving oh, yeah. problems and keeping people happy. Yep. I'll hire a waiter all day long. If they were, if they were a good server and they were successful or, you know, a good bartender, whatever, yep. I'm all in on that because yep. you know how to look someone in the eye. You know how to be engaging. You got people skills. And that means you also know how to solve problems. Sign me up. Yeah. My two bet, my two best front desk, uh, uh, you know, client, we call them client liaisons were, were, were bartenders, servers, you know, and just have that innate skill. Like you need more water. Yeah. How's How's your bread? <laughs> yep. You know, and they're just constantly on top of people. So that's fantastic. I love that. I love uh, getting fired up. What, what is, what would you recommend? You know, what are some of your tips for, for, you know, for being a great leader, like everybody has their own leadership style and everybody brings something different to the table. And like, it's funny here because you have a partner, I have a partner and, and, and we're very, we're very similar, right? We have very similar, our, our, I would say our moralities are the same. Our mission is the same. Our core values are the same. The core values of our company, hungry, humble, and committed to personal excellence were core values that me and Dan said like, Hey, if, if we died, what would our friends write on our, on our tombstones about us? Like, and these were some of the things that we came up with. Right. But we're very yeah. different people and we have very different leadership styles. Right. I'm, I'm older. So I always came from that, like kind of, I don't know, a little more hard nosed. I'm like the old salty strength coach who has the master's degree in physiology and did the whole, you know, tried to do the whole collegiate route and all that stuff. And Dan was the football player kind of, he's way more chill, you know, um, and but he's done such a phenomenal job of connecting that two years ago we made a switch and he became the CEO and I stepped out to be kind of the marketing visionary, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's call it cultural leader of the brand. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, that you bring to the table as a leader and what makes great leadership in your opinion? Well, you kind of going back a little bit, a few minutes ago in the conversation, you don't know everything. Yep. So, so, so don't bullshit your way through it. You know, know when you don't know everything and be willing to get your hands dirty. Love that. And if there's one thing that, that, you know, everyone here knows, like we had a toilet that was runny and broken and we're at the size where like you could have hired the plumber to come in and do that job. And I went back and fixed the toilet. I will take out the trash. I, I will do those things, right? Not because I, you know, I, I, I need to, but because I want to instill that in everyone. That there's no job that's too, that you you're you're too big for and you know if i go to summer strong and work the table i'm all about it. i'm all in yep. on that if someone needs help doing something like taking out the trash count me in and i want other people to see that so that when they see the mess that i see they want to pick it up they want to be a part that's of great. it and that, that can be contagious yeah um you know, the not knowing everything is, 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 I, I want to really harp on that because if you don't know it, are you hungry to learn it? Are you hungry to fix it? And yeah. that hunger, I don't know that you can teach, but it's in me. So how can I share that as a leader? And I, I think, you know, by working as a team, you, you help instill that and you're building confidence along the way. Mm. So Joe, you come to me with a problem and I, I don't know the answer, but if my answer is, hey, you go figure it out. Well, you might figure it out or we might do it better together. Mm -hmm. So foster that teamwork. 
Hey, let's go. Let's, let's see what, what's going on. Tell me some of the variables that are, that are going on in here and, and let's dive in. Right. Let's figure uh, out what does work or what we can offer, what, do, you, what we can do. You got it because you might just have a little bit of a roadblock. Yeah. And at the same time, when someone has a good idea, lean into it yeah. because man, if, 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 if I didn't take advantage of some of the awesome ideas that the team has, like, what is that doing to them? You're sure. It's crushes them. them down. No way. You sure. got to build them up. They are that future. When I'm gone and someone's looking at bubs and someone's in this, you know, in this building, we have these mantras that we live by feel great, do good. Okay. Like pretty simple, right? Do good. You can apply, do good all over your, your life. Um, but I got to lead by that example. So mm-hmm. if I'm a grumpy, salty dog, am I doing good? No, like we're going to get hit with adversity. I'm going to acknowledge that adversity, but I'm going to solve. I'm going to be, I want problem solvers. And, and I got to be a part of that to, you know, to move the business forward. The second That's thing great. we have, I mean, and, and honestly, this is big on the morale front. The second model that we have, it's on the bottom of every bag of every product that we make says, Die young as late as possible. <laughs> I and, love it. You know, like keep that mindset. Keep hungry. Be energetic. Don't, you know, don't get complacent. Like right. keep after it. Don't and succumb to the narrative of I'm old. It's, you know, that's the way we used to do things, that type of stuff. Yeah. So, for, you know, from a leadership standpoint, I want that to be infectious in everyone love around it. me. And, and I have to be able to showcase that. So even on my bad days, I got to bring something good to the table. I'm and, steal, I'm know, stealing that mantra. Die young as late as possible in my next team meeting. That's going to be the segue opener for my next team meeting. Yeah, it works for 30-year-olds as well as it does for 50-year-olds. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I love that leadership mindset. Now, what, now, you know, last thing I want you know, from you in terms of like your personal role and productivity is like, what are some things that you do in terms of, I see the whiteboard behind you, you know, for those of you who are listening and can't see the the video version of this, you could check out the YouTube page on the business of strength, but behind Sean is the, is the war board as we like to call it. And, and for everybody who listens to the podcast and knows me and Dan, you can't see it either, but the entire 360 of my, uh, of my office, other than what's behind me is whiteboards and post-its and everything oh, else, yeah. you know, post-its everywhere. So what are some productivity hacks? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay on top of your game? You know, what is it? Are you one of those early morning guys? You a 4.30 Craig Ballantyne guy? Or, or what's the morning routine? And what's the productivity uh, so routine? I'm, I'm more like a 5.30 guy. Okay. I'm not going to be that That's person. still early. It's that still early. I tinker. I, I tinker a lot with different, different habits, but there's some consistency. So I'm going okay. to give you the super consistent ones okay. that I do religiously. And I believe that these are foundational movements that or activities that set my day up like i leave the house and no matter what happens i got up and i made my bed seems simple right but i am like you make that bed and you put that chapter of sleep and that is behind you and now you are moving forward i meditate every morning so you know by 6 a.m or 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 a little bit before i'm on the mat and it doesn't have to be long five ten minutes but i am clearing my head I'm setting my day. I'm, I'm, I'm being still so that I can, when I get into work, respond to situations, not react back to leadership. Right. I want to respond. I don't want to react. If I react, you're getting all emotion. If I respond, I have the ability to hear you, to give pause, to take in that data and give a thoughtful, 
hopefully impactful response. Love it. And meditation is absolutely key. It's not some woo-woo crap. It is an absolute life skill. Mm -hmm. I recommend to every trainer, to every professional out there to take some time to be alone with your thoughts. You may not like it. Yeah. I don't have the time. There's a lot of voices rattling around in here that make you insecure, imposter syndrome, all that stuff. Sure. It's all out there. Lean into it. Lean into what's uncomfortable and you will find a good piece there. Um, I make warm lemon water every morning right after meditation. I get up, I go turn the kettle on warm lemon water kind of resets your pH. Sure. Hippie crap. My wife turned me off. I love it. Yep. I do it too. So now I've got this foundation set more recently. I've started shifting my training. I've got a four and a six year old. They're just barely old enough that I can actually do my training in the morning. So by six 15, it's going to be, you know, I'm trying to do something in the house. So I keep a handful of kettlebells. I'm a big kettlebell workout guy, yep. a couple sets of 40 pound, uh, one set of 40 pound dumbbells and, you know, got the Peloton bike, got a jump rope. Um, I've got a couple maces. I so love those. Yep. I'm, I'm buddies with the guys over at Wolf Brigade. Oh gym. yeah. Cool. And so I, I, I got a couple of those, uh, what does he call them? Fitness sticks. Yeah. I met, I, well, I met them at summer strong too. And I was like, Whoa, this is a really cool mace. This is a big mace. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> I got, I got the mini mace, but okay. uh, you know, I'm 190 pounds soaking wet. So yeah, what am yeah. I going to do? Um, but you know, like establish all that. So when I, by seven o'clock in the morning, I'm tuned up. Yeah, like yeah. I've done all those things. Chances are I probably like navigated a couple light conversations uh, and then it's full go. And, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not leaving something behind. Some days I train in the afternoon, um, you know, cause I got too much stuff in the morning. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of flexibility there, but those baselines are every day. And I, I truly believe in that. Um, That's great. And I, you know, find your own thing. Right. I also happen to make coffee every morning. I put collagen Same. and an MCT yep. in it. And like, that's, that's my religion right there. It's the one habit I can't break is the coffee. I've tried many times to get off the caffeine completely. It just keeps calling me back. And I love you know, coffee. I love the whole act of sitting there. Like, you know, if you were here, if we were doing this in person, I would have made you a, a nice cup of coffee. We'd be sitting here together. You know what I'm saying? Like it's part of the bonding experience of having a cup of coffee. It's a ritual. Yeah, yeah. It's a ritual. I love so, it. So, you know, those are things, you know, there is structure and there are habits. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'll come in. I, we work off of Slack. We have all the technical tools yep. to keep communication going. Um, and you know, if I'm having a conversation like this, I kind of block all those out so that you and I can, can get this time. I had, you know, partnership meetings with a giant coffee brand that we're, we're pairing up to do some work with that'll awesome. go into a legal discussion with attorneys about, you know, trademark protection and this and that, some of the boring That's stuff. Awesome. And you just, tick away at those things every day. And if I go home and I feel like I've moved the rock a little further up the mountain, I'm going to sleep well. That's great. And you know, the, you get hit all the time and, you know, back on the leadership thing and, and something about, I would say the endurance to anyone aspiring to open your own gym or, or be your own boss or, or be that entrepreneur is be prepared to get punched in the face repeatedly every day. Cause it's going to happen. And the skill is going to be to pick yourself up off the ground repeatedly and lean into it and, and keep going. And Here, I got, I got a good one for you that maybe you can steal for your next, uh, for your next team meeting. Right. And I always, I've showed this video before. I don't know if, if um, you know, Jim Brown, the great NFL football player, right. 
course. And he had a thing that when he got hit, he would get up super slow, right? So every time he got tackled, if you watch old videos of Jim Brown, he would get up super slow. Hmm. And he did that whether he got hit hard or whether he barely got tackled. It didn't matter. He got up super slow. He got to his knees. He stood up. He kind of moseyed over. And it almost looked like he was hurt every time, right? And he did that because he 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 didn't want to show any emotion. He didn't want anybody on the field to know if he was hurt or if he wasn't, right? So he had this really slow, methodical way of recovering from a, a tackle, right? And I show this on my team videos a lot because it's like, hey, the best, the best coaches, the best leaders, the best managers are people that can tow a line, right? So they're not these epic highs and lows. The sky is falling. We're yeah. burning the ships, things like that. You know, and as an entrepreneur, the biggest lesson that I've learned is to stay even keel. Like don't yeah. let the highs get too high. Don't let the lows get too low. Next day, I got to show up to work. You know, with the, if, if two trainers quit today or five of my clients, you know, cancel their memberships or whatever it might be, gym opens up 5.45 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's On it. To the next. On yeah. to the next. On yeah, got to yeah, move. Great. Hey, so last last question. I always like to ask, you know, about you know, kind of your reading and things like that. What 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 are some current books you're onto right now? Current books or or a book that you'd recommend to anybody, you know, wanting to be a better person, leader, entrepreneur, whatever. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it with a book that I've I've probably reread, you know, four or five times. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give two author names, but I'm gonna give one book. The book is called Driven. And it's by Dr. Doug Brackman. Find it on Amazon. And for those that really find themselves needing to be their own boss, to forge their own path, to be that entrepreneur, read this book. It's going to teach you a ton about your sabotage, like the things that will go wrong if you don't correct it. So it's, a, it's an amazing guide of just knowing yourself. Um, it's really geared around you know special operations, it's geared around professional athletes. It's geared around those that have just kind of walked this different path. And it is a phenomenal read. Um, I've, I've become a more recent fan of Ryan holiday mm, yeah. and you know, I, I know, it's right. not necessarily leadership in, in like the business leadership sense, yep. but it's a hundred percent your own personal leadership. And man, he's just got a Hemingway style about simplifying some, some fairly complex um, ideas I think that we all wrestle with. And I think it's, an, it's a very great time in our society to have a Ryan holiday out there. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's I, the I, master of sifting through your head trash in a sense to talk about that. Right. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I think those would be like kind of the two main ones. If there's another author that's going to help you, like if you find yourself struggling with discipline, you, go check out Jocko Willink. Go yeah. check out what, what he has to offer because it's direct. It's blunt. It's in your face, um, but it works. It does. It works great. Sean, you're you the know. man. This was fantastic, man. So many great takeaways, so many great entrepreneurial and business takeaways for anybody out there in the space, any of our, uh, our audience who, you know, is starting a gym, starting a business, wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to start a supplement company. It can be done, right? You can be, you can go from ski bum to, supplement owner entrepreneur and it can and it can work and go you know give sean and his team a call and see you know ask him some questions tell everybody you know where they can find you personally and where they can connect with bubs yeah absolutely so you know uh, instagram is the thing it's like the new text messaging sure. uh so my my instagram is slako s-l-a-k-e-o 
Um, the business for where we do all of our comms is Bubs Natural. So at B-U-B-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S. Um, you know, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the things. And then our website is just bubsnaturals.com. Uh, Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime, Amazon Choice, wherever you like getting your stuff. Uh, I always recommend you come to the website because why you want to give the other guys, you know, give them that love. Yeah. Um, we, you know, you can get us at vitamin shop. So, you know, pick your, pick your poison. We're out there and any questions that any of your listeners have, you know, I just shoot me a note. I'm, I'm here. Uh, if you DM over at the bubs front, you know, I'll get the message. Um, and let's set some time up and talk. Awesome. Awesome. Sean, thanks you so much. Sean Lake, bubs naturals, awesome product, awesome group of people, awesome mission and charity. So happy to have you on. Thanks so much, Sean. We really Heck appreciate yeah, it. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. Great. I appreciate you having me on. This is great. Awesome.